whatever you like. That feel good? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Rabbi. Hey, Ben. Rabbi, what do you think about laws? Laws? I think they're great, but there are some crazy ones out there. Oh, really? Like what? Like, you shall not tolerate a sorceress. Oh, been there, done that. Preaching to the choir. What else you got? Well, there is uh, one who insults one's father or mother shall be put to death. How about we don't tell my parents about that one? Okay, one of my favorites. When you encounter your enemy's ox or ass wandering, you must take it back to them. Oh boy, here we go with the oxes. Yeah, and, and when a person opens a pit or digs a pit and does not cover it and an ox or an ass falls into it, the one responsible for the pit must make restitution paying the price to the owner but keeping the dead animal. When a person's ox injures a neighbor's ox and it dies, they shall sell the live ox and divide its price. They shall also sell the dead animal. If, however, it is known that the ox was in the habit of goring and its owner has failed to guard Wait the ox... Wait a minute, what? Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi. Why do we need so many laws about what to do with the oxes? Well, I mean, haven't you ever had to figure out what to do if your ox gores another ox? I mean, someone needs to be held responsible. But what if it was an accident? <laughs> <laughs> Something that struck us this week while we were reading the portion of Mishpatim which literally means laws, was the seeming randomness of how our Israelite ancestors shared the laws of their society. One minute they're talking about how to treat your slaves, the next what to do if your neighbor loans you an ox and it gets eaten by a wild animal, and all of a sudden we get a beautiful line about protecting the widow and the orphan. And I'm sure there was a big need for ox-related laws back then. But what could they possibly have to teach us now? Sometimes laws seem irrelevant at the time, but aren't anymore. There isn't an ox ep epidemic in Scottsdale like there was in the early Israelite days. You can find these crazy laws everywhere, even when reading the Constitution. The Founding Fathers came up with the Three-Fifths Compromise in order to make sure the states were fairly represented in voting but it also meant they saw slavery as, accept as acceptable and slaves as less than human. That law certainly does not align with our current moral standards. It can sometimes be hard though to figure out what laws are just outdated and what laws are truly unjust and what laws still, we still need, even if, even if we might not like them. And different people have different ideas about which laws fall into which categories. For example, Niftyites aren't allowed to drive to Nifty events. Parents and advisors think that's a great law to keep us safe, but we would beg to differ. Niftyites, unite! <laughs> this portion of Mishpatim shows us what it was like as our early ancestors first became a people. They needed laws. Laws that covered everything from big ideas to small incidents. They needed them to create their culture and their society. To come together as a people, they needed to agree on a system and a worldview that would offer them shared values and shared language. And certainly, there are some enduring moral truths which shine throughout this portion. Truths about how to treat the least among us, how to build a community which creates responsibility and equity among its citizens. 
But those enduring truths have to be picked out from within a set of rules that often make no sense by our modern standards, either practically or ethically. Society changes, so laws have to change. We see it in the Constitution with amendments, and we see it in the Torah with... With Torah amendments? Rabbi, I think that's called midrash. Good point, Ben. <laughs> hey, listen, if you could amend or midrash this part of the Torah, what would you change? I'd cut out all the ox stuff. <laughs> Very fair. Laws, the ones we read in our sacred texts and those we create in our modern society, are meant to be puzzled over, discussed, dissected, and sometimes to be amended. The beauty of our traditions as Americans and as Jews is that both encourage this deep reflection on how we want to build and ground a community and a society. And when we take inspiration from the portion of Mishpatim, when we reflect on our own laws, we can understand them in the broadest sense, not just the rules in a book or a legislative body, but the social norms, the personal ideals, and the everyday stuff that structures our lives. So we hope this evening, as we have honored our teen leaders and the vision that they bring to creating a Shabbat experience which mixes ideas both ancient and new, that you will take a page out of their book. May you continue to seek out the enduring truths which resonate from ancient words. May you feel confident in the power we all have to continue asking questions of the rules that govern our society and to create change when change must be called for. As we have seen so beautifully tonight, all of us, whether 6, 16, 66, and beyond, all of us have a powerful voice to share in creating our rules, our ideals, and our laws, and in building a sacred community together.